Timothy to a uh, a uh, blind school, and the uh, blind school uh, uh, used to the blind school used to uh, uh, call her so she could let out a room, and when I was growing up. We couldn't move anything in the house because the uh, room she let out was on the uh, on the back of the house, and the only phone she had, the the blind person had to come into the uh, had to come into the the room to use the phone, and nothing could be in his way. So we tried to do that, and. What they do is they get to a point to where they knew exactly where to go. I've been in this building so many times now and down this aisle so many times that I kind of know where things are. I've been here in the dark. I've been here in the midnight, pitch black, and I, I kind of know where things are. I know where the baptistry is. I know where the, the pulpit is. I know where, where you're sitting. And so I'm, I'm not totally blind. You know, if I had to put somebody up here and told them to walk down the aisle that had never been here before, they'd probably have a little harder time of it than I did. I mean, I didn't do perfect, but, but because I, I knew a little bit, my faith in where I was going wasn't totally blind. We all understand blindness. We understand the the concept of, of blindness, don't we? we? We can't understand blindness, though. I, we really can't understand. We understand hurt. We understand tears, don't we? Bless his heart. Bless her heart. But we really can't understand blindness. We understand the concept. But, you know, we understand blind drives. We understand blind corners. We understand blind spots. But to really understand blindness, we'd have to be blind, wouldn't we? We'd have to be blind. We understand that love is blind, and marriage is an eye-opener, yeah? No one understands this, though, more than Samson. No one understood this more than Samson. Turn your Bibles, if you will, to Judges chapter 16. Samson and Delilah... The tragic, lopsided love story. Everyone who's ever read this story knows what's going on. They can see what's about to happen. Still, we hope the ending will change. We're pulling for Samson. But it never does. The ending never changes, does it? It's always the same. The only one who can't see what's going on. The only one that seems to be totally blind to the whole situation is, is Samson, isn't it? Samson's strength depended upon his obedience to God. If we remember from chapter 13, Samson was to uphold the Nazarite vow from his mother's womb. Samson was never to cut his hair nor drink wine, yet Delilah in chapter 16, for the sake of money, entices Samson to tell her the secret of his strength, which after three times 
He does. And Delilah lulls Samson, Samson to sleep on her lap. And his hair is cut. We can pick up the story in Judges 16, verse 20. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. They brought him, bound him with bronze fetters and he became a grinder in the prison. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after he had been in shaven. You know, the imagination in me wants to think that the last person Samson saw before his eyes were made blind was Delilah. It's my hope that there maybe was a tear from her pretty face. It's my hope that there was some guilt in her black heart. But we're not told that. We're not told how she felt in the way she treated God's man. But we are told while a slave, his hair begins to grow again. The Philistines, they have a huge party for their god Dagon. And they want their prize to come and entertain them. And the boy who is leading Samson, uh, Samson tells him, I want you to put my hand on either side of the pillars. Let's pick up the story again in verse 28. Then Samson called to the Lord saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray. Just this once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right, the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. Samson was blind. Samson was blind, but his faith wasn't. Blind faith. Blind faith is, 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 being, is belief without true understanding. That's the, the dictionary definition of, of blind faith. Belief without true understanding. Here's an example. You go out to the parking lot today and a complete stranger comes up to you. Complete stranger. You've never met them before in their life. You don't know their mama and you don't know their kin. You don't know anything about them. Complete stranger. And they say... I have an emergency, I need to borrow your car and go to the Walgreens. And they make up this story. You don't know if it's made up or not. You don't even know these people. Do you give them the key? They're a complete stranger. Do you give them the keys to your car for them to go to the Walgreens and back? It'll just take a second, they say. If we did that, that would be blind faith. Same scenario, you're going out to the parking lot, but somebody you know, somebody you've known all your life, I mean you know this person. They come up to you, maybe it's, maybe it's your daughter, your son, or your daddy, and they come up to you and they say, I need to borrow your car, I've got to go to the run to the Walgreens real quick. Would you, have, have, you don't hesitate, you give them your keys. Why? Because you understand, you know them. You know what they would do. You know, you know what kind of person they are. You know that your car's going to come back. You know? I mean, you don't really know, though. I mean, from here to Walgreens, anything could happen. I mean, you really don't know, but you've got a really good idea. 
Better idea than the complete stranger. Blind faith, okay, blind faith versus known faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 72 uh, has Samson listed in the hall of the faithful. When Samson put his hands on those pillars, he knew God. He knew God just like I almost knew where I was going coming down this aisle with a blindfold on. Just like those blind men who were in my grandmother's house, they knew where the telephone was. Because they'd been there before. They'd done that. Samson had seen God's power. All that he had been through, all that he had witnessed God do in his life had prepared him for the end. Samson was blind, but at the very last, he could see better than he ever had. Paul tells of the Christian, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. What does this mean? What does that mean, we walk by faith, not by sight? Is, 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 is the Christian faith, is it a blind faith? Do we blindly follow God? Do we blindly come to church? Do we blindly uh, say our prayers? Do we blindly sing the songs? Do Christians follow God with a blind faith today? Let's do a quick little faith review. These are things most of you know, but if you don't, it will be a blessing. And if you do know them, well... It'll be a blessing. <laughs> what is faith? All right? What is faith? Well, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 is the definition. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you cross-reference that with 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We want something, but we have not seen all the evidence for it, is what it's saying. If we stop right here, we could say that Christians pretty much operate by blind faith. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. But let's read on. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Still, still, still see, it's a little cryptic. Still sounds like faith is pretty much blind. But then we have the totality of God's Word. How do we get faith? Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Bible answer for getting faith is God's Word. The focus in our search for faith now must shift to God's Word. Notice what Jesus stated to uh, the Jews who believed Him in John chapter 8, verse 31. If you abide in My Word, you are My disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The only way to be and remain a disciple is to have that active faith that's here called abiding. Then, then Jesus brings it home. He brings it home when He prays to the Father in John 17, 17. Sanctify, sanctify them by your truth. Your Word is truth. The truth that will make us free is found in God's Word. It's where we get our faith from. Not blind faith. Not blind faith, but active faith. 
active faith. Salvation takes faith and a certain amount of knowledge and obedience. August the 8th, 1979 is when I was baptized. August the 8th, 1979. I had to make that decision myself on August the 8th, 1979. My mom and daddy couldn't make that decision for me. My sisters couldn't make that. Nobody, the preacher couldn't make that decision for me. No one could make that decision for me. But I didn't make it blind. I, you know, I, I certainly didn't know then what I know now about the Scriptures. Oh, no, nowhere near. But I, 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 I didn't not know anything. Was that a double negative? I, I, I wasn't just totally, uh, totally without knowledge. I knew what I needed to do to be saved. I knew, to, I knew why I needed to be saved. I wasn't blind in my obedience, you see. If you wait until you're perfect to obey the gospel, if that's what I had done, I got to be a better person. If not, if I'm not a better person, if I, 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 I got to live right. If I don't live right now, I'll never live right, right when I'm a Christian. If I kept waiting until I was a perfect person, I'd still be waiting. I'd still be waiting because nobody's perfect, even when they come to God. God wants how many to be saved? All to be saved. How many have fallen short of God's glory? All of them have. Yeah. God wants us all to be saved, but God, every one of us has fallen short of His glory. So we can't wait till we're perfect because God will wash away all of our sins. Jesus blasts the Pharisees and for most of Matthew 23, if you turn there, you can see the seven woes that Jesus pronounces on the Pharisees. Matthew 23, and a lot of it's because of their blind faith. Uh, they depended wholly on sight, on things they could touch and see. Matthew 23, verse 16, Woe to you blind guides who say, Whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple... He is obliged to perform it. Matthew 23, verse 24. uh, Blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. How could we be blind today? How could we be blind today? Well, God through Hosea. Hosea 4, verse 6. I think I put it in your handout. I'm not sure. If I didn't, you might want to write that down. I didn't get every scripture in the handout today. My people are destroyed... For lack of knowledge. You know, we, we're used to texting and we, we do IDK means I don't know, right? I don't know. I don't know or I didn't know is a phrase that's going to send a lot of people to hell. I don't know or I didn't know. It says in Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 9, that Jesus Christ is coming back in flaming fire and He's going to take vengeance on those who don't know God. So when we, when we make it to the last day and we say, well, God, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't, He's going to say, I don't know you either. I didn't know God, I don't know you either. I didn't know is not an excuse. It's not an excuse. I don't understand. I do you. I don't understand. It's said many times by the blind. 
So this excuse, it just keeps perpetuating itself. I don't understand. Paul quotes the prophets and he quotes Christ when he exclaims in Acts chapter 28, verse 27, For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts in turn, so that I should heal them. You see, in in Hebrews 11, verse 3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. But people don't want to get down and dig and understand. They're more comfortable by saying, well, I just don't understand that, so it's not important to me. Many are blind today because they demand IDC. I don't care. I don't care. The care for God's Word is taken over by the cares of the world. Wes McAdams, he wrote recently of a report that shows one of the reasons people people don't want to go to church anymore is that they see her, they see the church as irrelevant. They don't care. But for the Christian... There's no such thing as blind faith. Because faith is action. It's said of the Bereans, Acts chapter 17, verse 11, these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the Word with all readiness and searched the Scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. What does that mean? They didn't have any faith? No, they had great faith. In fact, their faith was growing. Why? Because they kept searching the Scriptures. Their faith was active. They had active faith, growing faith, because they searched God's Word. You know, when we send our children out into the public education system, the private education systems, what we want for them, we want them to have a well-rounded education so that they can go to college, right? Well, here's how we can have a more well-rounded faith. That's, that's what I want for all of us today, to have a, a more well-rounded faith. We look at James chapter 1. Verses 2 through 8. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. Did you notice? And I put them on the screen up there. I've highlighted them on the screen. We need to count. We need to count it all joy. We need to count our blessings. That joy is that hard time happiness. And we need to count that hard time happiness. We need to count that joy as a blessing when we're going through it. And we feel like we don't have any more faith to carry on. Count it as a blessing and know. Know by how? Studying the Bible, listening to God's Word, listening to your teachers, listening to the preachers, listening, listening to your friends and talk with them about the Scriptures, knowing by studying and listening that the testing of your faith produces patience. This fits perfectly with Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5-7, through 7, where we add to our faith goodness, and to our goodness knowledge, to our knowledge self-control, and to our self-control perseverance or patience. We're adding these things. But let, we've got to let patience have its perfect work. How do we do that? Well, we be still. Be still. Be patient. Let it work. Let it simmer. Don't watch the pot boil. 
Be still. Let it work. And ask. Ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to them. It will be given to Him. But let Him ask in faith. With no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all his ways. When we have a blind faith or, or no faith at all, we're just like the ship or the wind or the spray or, or, or a vapor. It, we're, it amounts to nothing. It amounts to nothing. A Christian with well-rounded faith, he counts, she knows, they let and they ask. If we lack wisdom, we need to ask. Without faith and no doubting, faith is action. They go hand in hand. Faith and action go hand in hand. There's a certain amount of unknown to our faith, but like Samson, we've seen the goodness of God. We've tasted of God's goodness. We know what's awaiting for us. We've been told by Him in the Scriptures. That's how we have more faith. And so our faith is not blind. The Christian faith is not blind. Samson was blind, but he didn't have blind faith. Remember, James 2, verse 17, Thus also faith by itself... If it, by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith is not blind. If you've been running on blind faith or if you are blind now but you see, come to Jesus. Hebrews 12, verse 2. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Come forward right now as together we stand and sing.